2: Welcome to Mouth Off, a platform for marginalised groups to tell their stories. Episodes cover a wide range of topics from sexuality and religion to disability, class inequality and education. On today's episode, we're interviewing Olivia Lynn, a 14-year-old singer from Luton. Olivia started singing before she could even walk. She was a part of the It's Cool to Say No singing project. This has been temporarily put on hold. Olivia is also a part of Generation Z, a new group that have recently released a song called Strong to raise much needed money for Young Minds, a children's mental health charity. performed in various shows over the years such as pantomimes and musicals and has also sung solo sets for charities such as Cancer Research UK, Macmillan and the Honourable Sheriff for Bedfordshire's Crime Charity. Since the start of the pandemic, Olivia has been singing regularly to raise money for Sunday Night Live's Locked In Live charity. This is a charity night for Cancer Research UK. She also does her own live in lockdown sessions taking requests from family friends and fans and singing them live on facebook now olivia primarily promotes her work on online platforms such as tiktok as do many of the young people belonging to the generation z singing group unfortunately olivia has been the target of relentless online bullying and abuse via social media it got so bad that olivia ended up in hospital and now has counseling All this for doing what she loves, singing and promoting herself in the same way as many aspiring performers do.
1: It's breaking and-
2: Thanks for coming on the show, Olivia, and welcome to your mum, Perry Lynn. Now, Olivia, can you describe yourself as a performer? And is there a singing icon that you model yourself on? The way I describe myself as a
3: performer is positive and confident. And for example, I'll go all out and I'll go for auditions. I'm also described as somewhat brave for what I do, but... For me, it's like a normal thing, and it's something that I enjoy doing. So it doesn't really make a difference for me. And I try to influence and inspire others, like Demi Lovato, who would be my role model. Her song means a lot to me. The song is called Warrior. And when I was going through a really rough time, I was told to use a song that I could relate to. And when I'm sad or feeling down, I can sing it and like link to the song. It's called an emotional link. So she went through a really rough time, and it's good that I can almost like relate to someone. Yeah, Although, definitely.
4: rough time obviously wasn't quite the same yeah. was it um but the fact that she was brave enough to write a song about her rough time which olivia has done because she was also told to put it pen to paper didn't yeah. you? but she at that moment in time she just kind of found that demi lovato's song did what
2: she needed it to do as opposed to writing her own song oh so is songwriting something that interests you olivia is that something you'd be interested in looking into in the future
3: Yeah, definitely. I've tried to write a few songs here and there and I've got one song that is really, really like standing out for me. Mum was talking about trying to get it sorted properly. Yeah, so
4: she can write her lyric and she's got the tune that she sings it to in her head or she sings it, you know, but we haven't any professional backing track or music behind it yet, which is something I said to her I would look into. The song itself talks about how Olivia felt at the time of the worst of the bullying when she was at school when it was quite emotional and physical and raw at the time although it's a sad little song it's a beautiful song I'm very proud of it thank you
2: (laughs) this is China Doll by Olivia Lin I'm a China Doll
5: I am made of glass one wrong move and I will break thin like a blade of grass I am not myself I don't feel like me. Why do I feel like everyone hates me? I need help. I need tender love and care. I'm a China doll baby. We gotta play this game fair. I need you. I need tender love and care. I'm a China doll baby. We better play this game fair. I feel like the room is closing in on me. And I feel like in this room, everyone is staring at me. I don't feel safe. I am not me. I'm someone who doesn't know who to be. I need your help. I need your comfort, and maybe just this once, I'll finally come first. Ooh. I'm a china doll, I'm fragile but I'm scared, I'm precious and I'm terrified, and I don't know if you cared. Oh, I need help. I need tender loving care. I'm a china doll, baby. We gotta play this game fair. Mm. We gotta play this
2: game fair. Wow, that was just stunning. Thanks, Olivia. So much potential there. Thank you. Thank you. So, Olivia, you're 14. You've got your whole career path mapped out in front of you. You know what you want to do with your life. Some people might think 14 is quite young to make difficult decisions about your future. I mean, not me. I knew from a young age that I wanted to work in the performing arts, from about the age of 10, if not earlier. But some people might be critical. I mean, they certainly were with me, mainly because they think working in the music industry isn't a real job or that the arts, you know, it's a nice hobby, but it's not going to bring in the real money. So what would you say to those people?
3: I'd say, first of all, music to me is and always will be a real job. I've learned as I've grown older, other people's views don't really phase me and affect me anymore. The only opinion that matters is mine and my (laughs) mum's. And um, I would say that what you personally want at any age is what you want to do. No one knows yourself better than you. So if I want to be in the music industry
4: and a music career, I'll be in the music industry
2: absolutely and why not
4: yeah i'll just add to that you know although i know you know from personal experience also that this industry is a very difficult industry to get into you know acting musical theater singing in general i was a bit dubious about it at first i'm not going to lie when she told me that's what she wanted to do and i always said to her you need a backup plan if you need a backup plan but actually looking back now I shouldn't have really said that to her, because this is what makes her happy and life is far too short not to be happy and now we put everything into like helping her to achieve her dream because why not, we as parents are able to help her achieve that dream and I want her to be happy and what more can you be than happy just doing the thing that you love the most. Definitely. Whether or not you earn enough money to live on it or not. You know, some things are bigger than the money and some things are bigger than having a normal job. So,
2: Yeah, you just make it work, don't you? I mean, as you said, it doesn't really matter about the money, even if you get gigs for a small amount of money and then you need to do something on the side to top that up. It doesn't really matter as long as you can live and as long as you're happy doing what you're doing. You just make it work, don't you? Yeah. I suppose it's just getting those gigs and getting that work becomes the driving force for you and i think
4: ultimately as well you know it's all well and good saying you need to get a normal job with a steady income but it's the likes of music that get through people you know get people through sorry some of the darkest times of their lives and surely that's a positive thing yes
2: you know and it's the people that've been providing these lockdown live videos and i i know you've done some yourself olivia but also the iconic stars like Ronan Keaton and Gary Barlow. Entertainers that have been providing this service that have kept us sane during this crisis. You know, be it on Zoom or Facebook Live or Instagram or whatever platform it is they use. And I think that's been really important for people's sanity. Yeah. So when did you realize that you wanted to pursue a career as a singer? I know you said your mum tried to encourage you to have a backup plan or a plan B. Has there ever been anything else that you wanted to do?
3: Actually, it's quite a funny story. When I was younger, um, I used to want to be a lawyer, which is, I don't know why, I just wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and my mind was stuck on being a lawyer. It was That was the plan and that was it. But obviously, when I was four or five, I started to sing and I did love singing still. And then I was about 9 to 10 years old when I realised I really wanted a career in singing. And not only that, as I've gotten older, I've grown to love acting as well. So I'd love to be an actress too.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. That sounds like the backup plan there then.
3: <laughs> singer, yeah, yeah. singer or actor. The
2: backup plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, we're going to be talking about some applications, social media applications that people can make use of, particularly if you are an aspiring musician, if you're in the arts industry, then social media platforms can be a fantastic way to get your work out there, be it on things like YouTube, uh, Facebook live streams, Instagram live. I'm also going to be talking about a new app that is sort of sweeping the social media landscape at the minute, and that is TikTok, formerly known as Musical.ly. So TikTok is a video sharing platform that allows users to create, share and react to short videos that play over a sort of soundtrack, a hub of home music videos, if you like. TikTok can be really fun for everyone if it's used in the right spirit, but it is also a great platform for promoting yourself if you are, you know, wanting to be a singer or a performer or just kind of put your work out there. Sadly, not everyone uses the app in the spirit that it was intended and just like other social media platforms, TikTok users are quickly becoming the targets of cyberbullying and other online exploitation. And I'm really sorry to hear that you yourself have been a victim of online bullying, Olivia. Yeah. Could you or your mum tell us a bit more about these experiences, when it started, kind of abuse you've been getting if you're happy to talk about it
4: I'm going to take over on this one because I think... And need to be quite articulate, although Olivia is obviously very articulate about it we need to really put this point across that no matter what sort of bullying it is, whether it's online, whether it's emotional bullying to your face, whether it's nudging someone, physical bullying, any type of bullying that's going to anything that makes people feel inadequate or sad is wrong. Unfortunately, Olivia has had issues with bullying since starting, mainly since starting high school. I think Olivia came from quite a a bubble of niceness being in a primary school and realised very quickly that going up to high school opened her up to a lot more people that didn't have quite the same mindset. And she found it very difficult to deal with because she could never understand why she got bullied. You know, she was always a good student. She was always kind and pleasant to you know her peers as well as her teachers, very helpful to her peers as well as her teachers. The only thing we could ever really put it down to was jealousy. And when you're telling at the time a 12-year-old that she's being bullied because of jealousy, although as an adult you understand it, her herself could not understand what she did wrong to cause people to feel jealous of her. And when you're telling her, well, it's because you're pretty, you're articulate, you're intelligent... You have a, a talent for singing which people didn't like. And yeah, it started off kind of then and it started off with the typical, what you would call typical bullying. People just saying nasty words to her, nudging her in corridors and um, throwing... I mean, at one point she had a pee bag thrown at her and she had a glue stick thrown at her. She was punching her throat. She'd been through a lot. And although myself and her dad were up the school constantly about it, the school really didn't know what to do because their hands were tied with a lot of red tape and unless a major incident happened they couldn't really get a grasp on it so on a few occasions I pulled Olivia out of school then we'd send her back and hope it would settle and then it wouldn't so I'd pull her out again and then it kind of got it's almost like they got bored and it started then from Insta and Snapchat which Mm. is another form of social media she would upload videos of herself singing and she would have nasty comments about that she couldn't sing and then photos of herself people would just put nasty comments about out what she looked like snapchat at that point was the worst because you could never have any proof with snapchat it got deleted as soon as someone sent something so at that point i took her off social media not because she was doing anything wrong but i couldn't cope with what she was going through so we learned to deal with it the best way we knew how and so did the school and it did settle somewhat And she did start to get a little bit of a a better time of it at school. Though it didn't stop, it did settle. And then, like, kind of bubbling along underneath all that, obviously, like you said, it was musically to start with and then turned to TikTok. Now, during lockdown, obviously lockdown happened, Olivia became somewhat TikTok famous. I don't know whether you really get that, because I don't. (laughs) But she all of a sudden became someone that people were interested in by posting her singing videos and she did acting videos and people could watch and comment and majority of people thoroughly enjoyed her videos and a lot of positive feedback came from that obviously and this whole 100,000 followers she's got now Yeah. but with that came a lot of nastiness and this time from people she didn't know which, in some ways, was a lot harder to swallow because they were people that didn't know Olivia personally and that were only being nasty, in my opinion, for the fun of it. And it was awful, some of the things that were written about her on her music videos. Uh, one person said they wanted to punch her you know this girl didn't know Olivia telling her she couldn't sing another person another person calling her ugly telling her to wear makeup so yeah it has got somewhat worse online now because of being in lockdown I think children are on their phones aren't they a lot more and with nothing to do so yeah we've had a lot to deal with for the past couple of years and we have got through it but recently it's kind of turned because you kind of think these are people that don't know her and they feel the need to be nasty. That baffles me. Massively baffles me. So where TikTok's concerned, although it has some good, because it's propelled Olivia that little bit further, with it has come some real dark times. And recently we've had Olivia very upset, sobbing over it, um, back in a quite dark place at times, which has been worrying as parents.
2: Yeah, I bet. I'm not really familiar with it myself. My daughter is 14. She has autism. She goes to a special school. She doesn't have social media. She's not on any social media sites. But the neighbor, a few years ago now, when it was called Musical.ly, she showed my daughter this app and asked her to watch some of the videos and then innocently said, why don't you mime singing along to one of these songs and doing a funny dance? And luckily, she's sensible enough to come and ask me and her mum. And we looked at it, read up a little bit on it, And I just had a flash of how it could go horribly wrong in the wrong hands, particularly someone vulnerable like my daughter with special needs. People can be cruel anyway, but when you've got someone that's different thrown in the equation, we've decided, no, that's not for her
4: and a lot of the time i think these children and trust me they are children because we have found out at the ages of some of these accounts that do this and you're looking at between 11 and 13 for some of these children which is so young to be so awful i think they just want attention a lot of the time and they are getting attention and sometimes to them negative attention is better than no attention at all isn't it
2: A major flaw of TikTok is that people can create multiple accounts using fake names to target specific TikTok users that they might not like. Trolling is obviously a big issue too, encouraging reactions that allow users to respond to a specific video with one of their own. Have you had any of that kind of thing happen to you?
4: On the top of my head, there's been two accounts, particularly that trolled Olivia. Um, One of the accounts was on Insta, and the other account was on TikTok. And whenever Olivia did an Insta live feed of her singing, this person would pop up and constantly put nasty comments in the comment section whilst Olivia is singing live.
1: Right. Um,
4: that was constant, honestly. And it was heartbreaking because I would watch Olivia's lives to monitor it and they would pop up and it would just be... The same kind of nasty words, just constantly typed over and over and over and over and over again. And Olivia, bless her heart, would ignore it and just carry on singing. And account has created hate pages as well, Mm. being nasty to you. She actually wakes up to see a tag of her name in hate pages with a hate video using Olivia's videos, plastering obscene, nasty, Racial. racial as well.
2: Yeah. On yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I've been aware of this for some time, Perry, because you've been quite vocal about it on Facebook, which I think you have every right to be. I think any parent would be. And I remember being particularly shocked. I think it was when all the Black Lives Matter protests had just started to read that Olivia had woken up to such disturbing comments and Racially discriminatory content in her videos.
4: Oh, it baffles me. And you know what baffles me more is the fact that we report these accounts to TikTok, and nothing gets done. Not a single thing. And they literally do not take those videos down. And to this day, there's still a couple of videos up, isn't there, Olivia? There is. Of of these nasty things to do with Olivia, you know, and yet. Olivia has been banned, believe it or not, oh, on, nice. on TikTok for being underage, <laughs> and she isn't underage. So you obviously have to be 13 to be on TikTok, she's 14, yeah. and her haters have actually t- contacted TikTok and said to TikTok, she's not old enough to be on it, they've taken that as red. they've banned her, and then I've supplied evidence that she is old enough, and then... They're quick to, you know, jump from that. But they're not quick enough to jump on a bullying video or a racially, you
2: know, bad video. It just baffles me. It really does. Funnily enough, that was going to be my next question. I don't want this podcast to sound anti social media. You know, I'm not against TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And I recognise that TikTok encourages self-expression through music, which is great. You know, as a musician, I can fully get behind that. But I also know young people. I work within education. I have a teenage daughter myself. Young people are vulnerable, and with all the good intentions, they might feel the need to share very personal information. They might feel that they're helping another person by doing so or that by speaking openly about such things that it might help them in some therapeutic way. My concern is these trolls will then target them. In some extreme cases, they might even encourage destructive behaviour. They might publicly encourage them to harm themselves. Now, I know you said TikTok haven't really taken the appropriate steps when things like this have been reported, but I'm wondering... You said you've done some Instagram Live videos as well, and you've had some abuse on those videos. Have Instagram taken better steps, and have they pulled the videos down?
3: Instagram has been better. For example, I've um, blocked a couple of accounts, reported them, and two of the accounts have been deleted. Um, So that is so much more help. It's so much better than what TikTok has done. Um, So yes, Instagram has been so much more helpful and has gotten rid of
4: two of the hate accounts. I think they seem to monitor it a lot better on Instagram
2: than TikTok, definitely. You know, listening to this just makes me feel relieved that when I was growing up, I didn't have to deal with social media. You know, it puts young people at such a vulnerability. And of course, online safety is an issue for any age range. But Perry, do you find yourself as a parent worrying for Olivia's physical safety as well?
4: Yeah, um Olivia sat here nodding. Um yeah, I have become so paranoid not just about Olivia, but all of my children, but obviously particularly Olivia because of what she's been through. I worry about her constantly. I not only fear for her safety in the aspect that I worry about her when she walks to school, I worry about her being in school, I worry about her walking home from school, I worry about her playing on our local park because I worry that she'll bump into somebody that doesn't like her for some reason and they will make themselves known. But I also worry in a different way for Olivia's safety her mental health and you know there was a time she didn't want to live anymore and she didn't she wanted to take her own life she wasn't happy with how things were she couldn't understand why this was happening to her and how it made her feel and obviously in a sense that is also worrying for her safety because i never ever want her to get back to feeling like that i try everything in my power as a parent to monitor everything now. I literally ask her a thousand times a day, are you okay? I'll go into her room, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Because this has had a detriment effect on her. So there's like the two aspects of worrying about her safety. There is that fear that Olivia will slip back into her depression of not feeling like she wants to be with us anymore. And there's that fear of people actually going out of their way to make Olivia's life a misery again. So, yeah, I I do worry about her safety. I worry about all children's safety nowadays. I, I think it's just from when we were kids, you know, looking back, they have so much more to deal with than us. And I truly believe a lot of it, as positive as social media can be, I do believe social media has a lot to answer for in
2: regards to a lot of this as well it really does and i just think it's so hard that as a young person today you're expected to be on social media if you want to maintain friendships particularly during this lockdown but not just that if you are someone that wants to follow a path in the performing arts industry or you want to be a musician or a singer then you have to be on social media you don't need a record deal these days you don't need a manager you don't need an agent but you do need a twitter account You do need a YouTube account.
4: You know what's sad is that I'm having to educate my 14-year-old daughter on almost accepting that this will be the new norm for her. As in, if she wants to put herself out there, she needs to almost accept that she's going to get hate. Yeah. And she's going to get bullied because of what she loves and what she wants to do. Because for some reason, a lot of people in our society think that because she's putting herself out there, that they're allowed
2: to comment and not comment nicely at times. I'm sure a lot of parents' reaction would be to ask you simply, why don't you just delete the TikTok account or the Instagram account, any other account that Olivia's got in abuse online? I'm guessing there's an element of you not wanting to let them win or not wanting them to think they've got the better of you. What would you say to parents saying or thinking things like this?
4: I would say, unless you've been through it, you really don't know what to do. I tried that. I pulled her off of all social media and it almost took her away from... Her friends to a certain extent because she wasn't at school at that point either. So she had no way of kind of keeping in contact with people. So we did try that and she was off for a good few months, weren't you, Olivia? So long. Yeah. And although it was really good for both of our mental health not to see nasty comments and worry about what messages you were receiving, unfortunately, people are still quick to then screenshot anything they've seen and then send it on. So you see it anyway. Yeah. So then it was a case of, well, We either let them win or we crack on and make the best out of a bad situation. And trust me, it's been very, very difficult. She's undergone counselling and she's been under the hospital. But we put her back on social media and we started putting herself out there. It was her decision to do that also. And yes, it's been difficult, but with the right help and support, you can do it. So what I would say to parents is... As long as you are getting the correct support and you are also supporting your child correctly, then you shouldn't have to stop anything because you're not the ones in the wrong. You should be carrying on doing what you love and needing and using those platforms properly and to the best of your ability and showing people the correct way to use those platforms.
2: Yeah, and I think, sadly, in this day and age, parents just go for the easier option, don't they? As long as the kids are you know out of their hair it's easy to just give them a phone or put a tablet in front of them i
4: think the worry is a lot of the time it's out of sight out of mind you know yeah. as long as they're not causing their parents problems i mean i'm not saying this is for everybody but i do believe a lot of the time you know as long as they're not getting the problems from their kids then they're not bothered i mean i have personally spoken to parents on numerous occasions because it had got to that point one particular parent did not want to know At Absolutely couldn't even listen to me. She was adamant that what was happening to Olivia was not bullying. Even though the school were involved, she just wouldn't believe that that was a form of bullying. And she was adamant that Olivia must have done something wrong. And she hadn't, you know. And I would be the first person to say, right, Olivia, what's happened? Tell me the truth. Did you do anything to instigate this? Because as a parent, you need to ask those questions still because I know Olivia's not an angel all of the time. You know, she's certainly not an angel for me and her dad at times. But at the same time, I also know that she would never purposely do anything to hurt somebody. So you do need to ask these questions. And I don't think enough parents are asking their children these questions. You need to be open-minded that your child isn't an angel. Talking to them and being vigilant about how they are behaving. I think the parents do have a lot to answer for, in my opinion.
2: Olivia, this question's for you now. What would you say to these bullies if you could speak to them face to face, if you could look them in the eye? And tell them what they've put you through?
3: I previously before counselling I wouldn't have said a thing and I would have let them get away with it and I would have been quiet about it but since I have started up counselling and I've been more open about things um, I feel strong enough to be able to say if you haven't got anything nice to say don't say anything at all there's already enough hate so why add to it especially as you don't know what's going on behind closed doors wouldn't you rather support each other and then bring each other down at the end of the day You just don't want them
2: to win. That's brilliant. And what advice would you give to anyone, regardless of their age, finding themselves victims of such abuse?
3: Well, I've previously spoken on my lives, obviously before I got banned, about if anyone feels that they have no one to talk to or they just feel they don't want to talk to their parent or guardian and they have something to talk about and not to suffer in silence and to make sure that I will be here, I answer all my messages and they can feel free to message me or talk to me about it. I've had a few, mainly girls on a few occasions, message me about what should I do? My friends have been making me feel like this. My parents have been shouting at me over this. and Things like this. Some are worse, some are obviously less worse. But I would say to them, don't suffer in silence. You need to speak out, speak to guardians, parents, school workers, your counsellor, me, at the end of the day. Don't let them win, don't let them get the better of you. You need to show them that they can't get away with it because if they think that they can get away with it, they'll carry on doing it to anyone that's in their path. So yes, I'd say just don't suffer in silence and if you need someone to speak to, I'm always here for them.
4: Yeah, I agree, you know, I think having someone to talk to, I know Olivia and I have a very close relationship so I feel very thankful that she was able to open up to me and Talk to me when she was you know her worst I know a lot of people haven't got that but opening up and talking about mental health I mean I remember a point where when people spoke about how they were feeling it was such a taboo subject you would hear people say they were having abuse or uh, being abused and their mental health isn't good and they felt very frightened to talk about it because they didn't want to have this stigma above their heads saying they were insane or there was something that wrong with them but honestly I think the more people talk about abuse bullying mental health, the more we talk about it, the more it's becoming okay to open up and talk about it, the better. It definitely helped Olivia to talk about it. Not just to me. I think there were times where Olivia needed to go and see a counsellor because there were times she didn't want to talk to me to upset me. So the things she felt would upset me too much, which there were times I did get upset, very upset. She talked to a counsellor about that and that really helped. And for me... Talking about it on social media the other day when I did my video, that was almost a kind of a straw that broke the camel's back. Felt enough was enough. We had been suffering in silence for too long. And although i put drips and drabs on Facebook about it, I never really wanted to open up because I almost felt a little bit like people didn't believe what Olivia was going through. Like, why would Olivia be going through this? She's pretty, she's from a good family. She has a nice home. She goes to school and gets her grades. She does something she loves. She has support from friends and family and loved ones. Why would she be going through this? Well, it just goes to show it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what you look like you still have this happen to you and this still can affect your mental health. If you'd have told me two years ago that I would be sat with my daughter telling me that she didn't want to live, my confident, beautiful, bright daughter telling me she didn't want to live and ending up in hospital with her, I would never have believed you because that was something that didn't happen to kids like Olivia, in my opinion, as well. But it does. And the more we talk about
2: it, the more we open up, the more we can help these people. And that is my advice. Open up and talk. Thank you, Perry. That's brilliant. And thank you, Olivia, for coming on and speaking so openly and honestly about your experiences. I'd really like to signpost our listeners to your music. So if there's anything you'd like to share with us now, plug any upcoming projects or just share your social media accounts, YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok, anything you like.
3: I have Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. So my Instagram is Olivia underscore Christine underscore performer. My TikTok is underscore Olivia Lynn underscore. My Facebook is Olivia Christine at Olivia Christine performer. And my YouTube is just Olivia Lynn.
6: Lots of places to go and look at her. <laughs> Aren't you tired of trying to feel that boy? Or do you- keeping so hardcore i'm falling in all the good times i find myself longing for change and in the bad times i fear myself i'm of the deep head what's I die. Like?
2: Thank you both. That's fantastic. And thanks again for coming on. You've been great. Speak again soon. Thank you. Thank
4: you so much for having us on. We really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Join us next time on Mouth Off when we interview comedian, actor and musician David F. Grave.
4: Please give it up for
7: David F. Grave. Come on.
2: The subtlety in which my
7: dad can drop something terrifying into conversation is truly astounding. Okay. I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, both myself and my dad were standing in the hallway of my flat, staring into my airing cupboard. We had very little to say to each other. (laughs) But my dad walked up to him, looked at the big bit of solid material that screwed to the inside of the door, gave it a tap and went... Yeah, it's probably asbestos. (laughs) If my life were a film, it would come to one of those shots where the person stays centre of frame and the background just zooms out. If my face were animated by Terry Gilliam... It could happen, it could happen. My bottom jaw would have just disengaged completely. 10 years I've been living in that flat. 10 years, and all that time I had absolutely no idea. My cupboard was giving me cancer. Just think of all the times I innocently hung my towels up in there to dry. And then got up the following morning, just rubbed my face in there. Really rubbed it in, really got it in there. Not just my towels, every item of clothing and bed sheets in my house is resting against the inside of that door at some point. I might as well have broken into a factory built in the mid-fifties, dislodged some lagging from the roof just rolled myself up in it. <laughs> I didn't know that I owned a closet to death. <laughs> and by sitting with the close proximity to me now, you probably could... She's contracted it now! <laughs>